Michael Swickert here. Welcome to Enchanting Stories of New Mexico, sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Our award-winning Hatch Green and Red Chili is brought to you from locally owned farms in Hatch, New Mexico, which you know is the chili capital of the world. Now on Saturday mornings, when you were growing up, if you're kind of my age, did you get your breakfast over really quick so that you could go to the living room where the only television in the house was and watch cartoons? Many people in the 50s through the 1980s did so, and one New Mexico name was on the television screen. It was William Hanna, as in the Hanna-Barbera Company. They made cartoon series such as Tom and Jerry. In 1957, William Hanna teamed up with Joseph Barbara, and they founded the Hanna-Barbera Company that had, over the next several decades, a lot of hit shows like The Jetsons, The Flintstones, The Huckleberry Hound Show, Scooby-Doo, to name a few. Well, since I talk about New Mexico, why do you think I should mention William Hanna? <laughs> you see, William Hanna was born July 14, 1910, in the very small town on the eastern side of New Mexico, you know it as Melrose. Melrose was then and now a kind of small town. He was the third child of seven and described his family as red-blooded Irish-American family. Now, his father worked on the railroad as a construction superintendent, which was why the family... Uh, was only there for a couple of years living in the Melrose area while they were building the railroad tracks. William Hanna was just one of many people who were born or came to be in New Mexico for a few years and then hopefully remembered the land of enchantment fondly. The railroad brought many people from other states here in construction crews starting in 1880 New Mexico has nearly 2,000 miles of tracks, and through its height of development, New Mexico was home to about 3,000 miles of tracks. There were a number of railroads that were then closed, uh, not, not, uh, not going, and so we're down to 2,000 miles of tracks. The value of it to the development of New Mexico is that trains can carry very heavy loads, that wagons, mule team wagons, horse team wagons, could not do so economically. The mining industry in New Mexico was and is founded upon having trains to haul the ore. But there are many other train uses. Goods such as cattle and sheep, they can go to market in a day or so on a train where it took, say, a month on a cattle drive. But one more point. It allowed the first New Mexico tourists to come to this territory and then in 1912 become a state. That pushed some people to come and see our little slice of paradise. And there was actually one more person who came. In 1911, the first United States president of our country to visit our state came to the Las Cruces area on a presidential train. William Howard Taft, the 27th president. Now, he was important to New Mexico because he was the one that decided New Mexico had been a territory far too long, such as 62 years. So he signed the papers on a Saturday in Washington, D.C., January 6, 1912, for us 
to be the 47th state in the Union. One last bonus was the construction workers building the railroads from about uh, 1880 to 1920 got a good look at our state. Many decided to stay, which is a blessing since it increases the technical workforce. The other great move forward was the interstates formed by President Eisenhower starting in the middle 50s so that families could travel through our state and see our state easily. Many people have said to me that they were on I-10 and they were going uh, somewhere to Arizona or something, Texas, when they stopped for lunch in Las Cruces and after a great chili-infused lunch, they were so inspired, how inspired, they decided to move to Las Cruces. Now, one time I was doing talk radio, I asked a man, how did you happen to move to Las Cruces in southern New Mexico? He said, I was living in Michigan, and it snowed for 100 days in a row, and I snapped. I tied a snow shovel to the top of my car and drove south until somebody looked up, pointed to the snow shovel, and said, Hey, buddy, what is that thing? It was Las Cruces, so I moved here. I said to him, I'm not sure I believe your story, but I sure do like it. Michael Swigert here with Enchanting Stories of New Mexico, sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Hit subscribe to automatically get these podcasts. Speaking of New Mexico railroads, at this time in 1854, there was the Gadsden Purchase, which straightened the southern border of the United States with Mexico. It allowed years later the Southern Pacific Railroad to do a transcontinental southern route east and west across our country, where it was quite unlikely and is quite unlikely to be snowy in the winter like those northern transcontinental railroads experience every year. One time someone asked why when they look in some parts of New Mexico it seems that towns are systematically placed uh, 20 miles apart. Well, that's because, again, this goes back to the railroads, were built with the crews that took care of the tracks. Those crews could do about 10 miles on each side of a town, and uh, so the towns ended up being about 20 miles apart. You can, you can look on a map and see that. You'll see ghost towns now where the towns used to be, and then the railroads didn't need to be quite so close. From 1881 to 1883, the Southern Route Transcontinental Railroad came through El Paso, Las Cruces, Deming, and Lordsburg. The Mesilla Treaty in the Gadsden Purchase added 30,000 square miles to present-day Arizona and New Mexico, mostly in Arizona. The treaty was negotiated by U.S. Ambassador to Mexico James Gadsden and President of Mexico Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana. One final historical note. I saw in the news this last week there was a story about a student in somewhere wearing a Gadsden flag on his backpack, and the school did not recognize it for its historical impact and thought the worst for it. Now, <laughs> well, it said with a rattlesnake, it said, don't tread on me. It's a historical flag from the Revolutionary War. It was named for Christopher, it was named uh, kind of by and for Christopher Gadsden, who was James Gadsden's grandfather. Since people are talking about the Gadsden flag, and I'm living near the Gadsden Purchase, the Gadsden flag 
was designed in 1775, again named by Christopher Gadsden, a delegate to the First and Second Continental Congress and a brigadier general in the Continental Army in the Revolutionary War. The flag flew on Continental ships and was carried by soldiers. Now, this is what most people don't realize. It was the most popular symbol of the American Revolution in its day. Now, we have a birthday person coming up September 14th. He was born in 1968 and is seen by millions upon millions of people. Though they're not looking at him, unless there's a fuss going on at home plate. Yes, home plate, where the batter, the catcher, and here he is, the umpire stands. I'm talking about Doug Eddings, who was born in Las Cruces, New Mexico. He recently called his 3,000th game as a Major League umpire on June 13th of this year. Like most professional baseball umpires, Doug Eddings uh, started out umpiring Little League games at about the age of 14. Later, he worked through the minor leagues, and at age 30, he started working in the bigs, as they say. First, it was only the American League games that he did, and then by the year 2000, he was doing both leagues. Doug Eddings will turn 55 on September 14th, which, as the umpires are right in the middle of their career, watch on television. If you watch Major League Baseball and if he's umpiring, see if they say happy birthday next Thursday, September 14th, to Doug. Another birthday. We should also note that yesterday was the birthday, September 7th, 1936, of Charles Harden Holly, better known as Buddy Holly. In his rise to fame, he decided that Nashville producer Owen Bradley was wrong in the way he recorded Buddy Holly, and he went looking for someone else. He went to Norman Petty's recording studio in Clovis, New Mexico. That is where That'll Be the Day was recorded in a way that Buddy Holly liked. The recording studio, I understand, is a museum in Clovis, well worth the trip to see. And... um, Well, it's Michael Swickard here with Enchanting Stories of New Mexico. Hit subscribe to automatically get these podcasts. Let's talk about some new products just released from the Fresh Chili Company. First up, and something I really like, is the Hatch Sweet Onion Dressing. About 10% of the onions grown in our area are sweet in nature, meaning they're not as pungent, not as strong, which is what some people like. I kind of like it to be a sweet onion, not quite as pungent. The Hatch Sweet Onion Dressing is so very good. It has avocado oil and Dijon mustard in it uh, with some chili, and it's really, really good. Now, you can turn your next barbecue into a fiesta with Fresh Chili Company's Hatch Tequila Lime Barbecue, made with 100% certified Hatch Chili. You get authentic Mexican flavors of tequila and lime, and they transform the bold flavors of the Hatch Chili into a cookout favorite. You can create excitement in every bite of your next backyard barbecue cookout. And there's even more flavors. A special reserve release of Hatch Green Chili Veritol Big Jim. It's in the 16-ounce jars. Veritol means that this product will only be made with Big Jim Chili, which is sweet and has a (coughs) medium heat level. No, that didn't make me cough. I just coughed on my own. Big Jim's very popular in New Mexico. Speaking of good-tasting Hatch Valley Chili, 
you can get just green chili Big Jim, a blend of red and green. That's my favorite Big Jim. And you can also get Big Jim enchilada sauce. There's a local honey with Hatch Red Chili that's called Hatch Hot Honey. It's sweet and spicy, Hatch Hot Honey. I really like it. Uh, they make that product by infusing real sun-dried Hatch Red Chili into 100% local. That's Mesilla Valley Honey from the Clay Shoot Farms. It's the same wonderful honey you have brought uh, in the past in this area, only now they've infused this honey with Hatch Red Chili. This hot honey is thick and rich and just enough heat to make everything you put it on better. And what I like it best on sourdough homemade biscuits. Yes, I do eat sourdough homemade biscuits. I like them. Another product just released is Hatch 575 Green Chili, Hatch 575 Red Chili. You know, Hatches, uh, where, where it is, is in the 575 area code. Not 505, but 575. And that's where this 575 Green and 575 Hatch Red Chili comes from. And it is good. Your taste buds will be on the trail of the Southwest. Let me do one more taste recommendation. Hatchup. Yeah, that's interesting to say. Spicy Hatch Red Chili Ketchup, which is made from sweet and spicy red chili peppers from Hatch, New Mexico, the chili capital of the world, as you know. Enjoy this spicy ketchup on burritos, eggs, hamburgers, hot dogs, and french fries. Did I say french fries? I did say french fries. When you want ketchup, reach for Hatchup for a flavor your mouth just can't resist. And again, my favorite use of hatchup, well, it's on french fries. Yum and double yum when you're talking about hatchup on french fries. One thing that happens when people live in Las Cruces or happen to be in our little slice of paradise, they can come by the Fresh Chili Company gift shop at 1160 El Paseo Road, Suite D7A in Las Cruces. It's open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., Monday through Saturday. You can come by the gift shop. They have all these things that I have been talking about. This is Michael Swigert with Enchanting Stories of New Mexico, brought to you by the Fresh Chili Company. Thank you for your time today. We will have lots of news and stories about New Mexico for you on these podcasts. Uh, if you want something or someone spoke about, write to me, Michael at FreshChiliCo.com, Michael at FreshChiliCo.com. Let me know who or what you'd like me to speak about. Have a great rest of your day. Oh, yes, and eat plenty of that good Hatch Valley chili. Like I always say, some chili is good, more is better, as long as it's Hatch Valley chili. Bye for now.